Hey, this is John Levin of Dawkins, and you're watching CMS TV. And I, of course, am Chris Aiken, and on the on with us today, a true legend, the legend, the um, the metal queen herself. She's been doing it. I, you know what? I don't even think this number's right, but according to what I'm reading, it says she's been doing it for 40 years. Yeah. I find that hard to believe that a 25 year old could be doing it for 40 years, oh, but. She's still she's still out here. She's still kicking ass. Brand new release called Conqueress, Forever Young and Strong. She is forever young. She is forever strong. She is Doro. Doro, how are you? Hey, Chris. Thank you so much for these kind words. Oh, you're, you're great. Yeah, great <laughs> to talk to you. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, just getting ready for doing some more festivals, some more gigs. And yeah, I'm excited that this new album is coming out so soon. And we have some killer duets on this album and I'm so happy. And, yeah. Right. Well, it is, it, it's a fun record, no doubt. But before we even talk about the record, I have to address the 40 years. Yes. It just does not see, it does not. I'm 55 and it does not seem like Doro has ever not been in my life, but at the same time, it doesn't seem like 40 years either. It's crazy. Yeah, and we were actually counting from our first album release. The first album was Burning the Witches, came mm -hmm. out in 1984. And I had my first band actually in 1980. So I'm doing it even longer. And every day, every day, there was no break, no weekend, no vacation for over 40 years. It was nonstop and... And always having so much fun, and I'm so grateful. And and it's it's still as exciting as it was when it started. So sure, Dora, when you did start all those years ago, did you at all see the future that you were going to have? Like you know, because I I've known you for twenty whatever years at this point, and you've always been always about metal. Always, you know, that's your lifeblood. Were you like that all the way at the beginning or were you just hoping to find a career? What were you doing at the start? Uh, actually, we were just doing what we loved. It was just pure fun. And we didn't even know that it was metal because when I had my first band, 1980, um, you know, some fans came into our rehearsal room. They said, man, you guys are a great metal band. We said, are we? Okay. And then... <laughs> 
oh, the first metal bands, my first concert was actually, yeah, White Snake, David Coverdale, second concert, Judas Priest, and Accept as so, a support band, and third one was Ronnie James Dio. And then I knew, yeah, we are, we are doing similar stuff so we are a metal band but no it was never planned out uh, we were just having so much fun and and when i had my first big tour that was actually in 1986 with my favorite band with judas priest then i quit my job and i thought yeah i want to do it for the rest of my life but <laughs> but actually before no we had you know we were just doing what we loved there were like we, we were never thinking we would make it big or would you know tour outside of Europe and but my dream was always to come to America so in 86 I had this little promotion tour three days in New York City and after two days I said I want to stay and then I stayed then we did this album Triumph and Agony and it became actually a, a huge hit and was our first video All We Are and For Immer and and we sure. still love it. I still play it every concert. So, but yeah, but no, there were no plans when we started. Just having a good time, you know, being crazy, having, you know. Sure. <laughs> and, and, and I'll tell you, Doro, it, it, it's really been an amazing ride. And, you know, one of the things I, I often talk to people on this show and on Classic Metal Show about your music and about your career and people have discovered it a whole number of different ways which i find interesting you know people have discovered it from seeing you at a show and they didn't you know didn't know who you were but they just saw you that way or obviously all we are they saw the mtv and you know whatnot i can tell you for me i was stationed in korea at the time that all we are came out and there was a little hole in the wall called the mtv club and this guy that owned the club used to get videos from the States. And I do at that moment, that was, Ooh, there you are. At, at that moment uh, in time, they were, you know, that was right when MTV was breaking you breaking Halloween, breaking all these bands. And as I'm sure you remember as somebody that's traveled, Back then, those tours didn't come all the way. They went to Japan, but they didn't go to Korea, and they didn't go to the Far East. So for us, it was amazing to see this new stuff. And it's what made me a fan from the start was that, you know, I saw it in this little club in Korea. It's crazy. Oh, that's that's awesome. And I remember when we first saw the video on Headbangers Ball, All We Are, and I think Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons, they announced the video and I, and I tell you, and you know, it, it was unbelievable and yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah, man, these were these great times, you know, MTV was big, actually, I think that had a big part in like, you know, making the Triumph and Agony album a big album. Sure. Um, oh, I, I would definitely say so. Now, now, Doro, for... As you're well aware, heavy metal is a totally different thing than what it was when you started, you know, with all the subgenres and different styles and, you know, everything from death metal to metal core to emo core to death core. You know, there's all these cores now for you as somebody that's been there pretty much from the beginning of heavy metal. What do you think has been the best change? Do you. Do you like that there's so much more variety or do, did you like it when it was a big machine that was just pumping out bands that were successful? What do you think was the best change? 
are the best change. I must say, when I started out, actually there were just like maybe a handful of girls doing it. So I just knew Lita Ford and Joan Jett and, you know, the girls of girls school in England. So I think um, now it's much more balanced and there are great, great bands out there with great musicians, female musicians or female sure. singers like Arch Enemy or, you know, or Hailstorm. So that was um, not the case in the 80s. And usually in the audience, audience it was maybe 99% men and you know and guys and that was great too but now i think you know yeah big change that so many you know female metal musicians from all kinds of genres you know are doing it and are very you know good at it so i think that's awesome you know that's sure. awesome. a little lonely like when i started out um <laughs> i remember the great monsters of rock festivals in 1986, it was one in England, Castle Donington, which was actually one of our biggest festivals. And, you know, and I had like my stage clothes, you know, I always had like this leather stuff and there was no girl there who could help me, you know, like, like putting it all together. So I asked my drummer and he was pretty cool, Michael. And, and you know, he, you know, he did everything. But sure. remember, even backstage, there were not, no women. So right. And now I think that's much better. And, and I think they're all doing a fantastic job. So I think that's a real change. And, you know, and yeah, and I think it's great. Variety is good, you know. Sure. Is it, is it weird for you that, because I, and I'm making an assumption here, but I'm going to assume that all of the, these women that have come after you, when they meet you or when they run into you at a show, they acknowledge that you were kind of the innovator at least for metal is that weird for you to be that to be kind of the benchmark that everybody else strives to get to uh, actually uh, when somebody says something nice or when they say man i got inspired by your song or by your show or by the all we are video i'm i'm so happy you know when i can do something like when i can give out positive energy and you know when somebody feels motivated and inspired oh there's nothing like it i i love it i love it and you know and i always want to do it so i know that it is on one hand it is pretty heavy like you know the music business has a lot of stuff which you don't want to deal with but you have to but on the other hand it's definitely a dream come true doing music and i always wanted to do it since i was three years old and wow. And so I can imagine that all, you know, all the girls who are, you know, forming a band who are doing it. It's, it's great. You know, music is, is the best, is the best. And, and uh, to me, that's my whole life. So I can imagine if somebody, you know, wants to do it. It's, yeah, it's not easy, but it's, it's the best. It's great. Right on. Happy. Well, I'm happy when I hear that. Yes. Sure. Well, Dora, let's talk about the new release, Conquerous, Forever Young and Strong. Let's talk, let, but before we actually get into the songs, talk a little bit about when you started to write this, because obviously the last few years have been this crazy, weird time with the, with the pandemic. And I mean, you especially, I mean, you were one of the few that went out there and did like the drive-in shows and everything else. Just a very strange time in general so did you wait till it started to turn back to normal before you started writing this? Or was this kind of downtime writing or what? No, no, I was 
busy all the time and this album took about three years to do and before that we released triumph and agony live it was a nice live album dvd blu-ray and before that it was the magic diamonds it was a best of where we recorded new stuff and you know mixed um, different versions and it had i think 52 songs on it right. so Whole, you know, there was some work, but the new album, yeah, took three years. I was every day in the studio, and, and it was actually pretty cool, you know, because usually I'm on tour all year round, so we couldn't tour so much. We did some festivals or drive-in shows, which was great to keep it all going. You know, it was really good. I, I thought, you know, fans had so much fun. I would definitely do it again. But I had so much time to work on this album, write songs, write lyrics, you know, record. And sometimes it was different recording, you know, like I was in the studio and the engineer was in one room, I was in the, in the other, but we could make it work. And actually, uh, Chris, I'm so happy that you say that young, that's pretty good, but the album is called Conquerors Forever, Strong and Proud. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you for saying young, I still feel like 22. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah, but it's forever strong and proud. But yeah, it has 20 killer songs on it. And um, and we, we started writing and I had so many ideas. And then I wanted to do a double album again, like the album before was a double album, Forever Boris, Forever United had 24 songs on it or 25. And the record company said, no, no, nine or 10 songs, that's enough in this day and age. I said, no, no, not for me. So right. now we kept it. 20 songs and it has three killer duets on it i'm, I'm sure you you heard about it like two absolutely Rock, my hero i can't believe it i'm so grateful sure <laughs> well we'll we'll definitely talk about working with rob in a minute i'll tell you what we'll do dora let's take a little break right now and we'll play one of the duets that you did with rob um living after midnight obviously a judas priest staple so um Let's do that right now. It is Living After Midnight. It is Doro right here on Chris Aiken Presents. I'm gone. I'm gone. I took the city about 1 a.m. Loaded. Loaded. I'm waking up to scar again. Loaded. Loaded. I come alive in a neon. Here on Chris Aiken Presents, it is uh, Chris Aiken here with the great Doro Pesh. We are talking about Conquerors, Forever Strong and Proud. I got it right this time. Um, actually comes out on my birthday on October the 27th. Make sure that you purchase it, people. Don't just stream it. I'm not saying don't stream it, but don't just stream it. Oh. Buy it. Uh, and Doro, I, I have to imagine there's um, like splatter vinyl and all that stuff coming, yes? Yes, there's a great box set 
and um, that's the that, then that's the the cover and um yeah actually and there's um oh, there's a picture of this as well you know i love picture of this like sure this picture of this and this it's actually double double vinyl and in the box set you have uh, yeah, you have a nice um, thing, like a nice jewelry. You can put it on on your necklace. Actually, okay. already on it, and it has a patch, uh, a pick, everything. So for the diehards, the box set, I would say it's wow. Uh, oh, it has like this this stuff, and uh, yeah, and it uh, it has splattered on the box set, and yeah, in all kinds of limited editions, and I think the fans will love it, and I always make sure that it looks great, and and in the album, there's actually, it's a timeline in, when you, um, when you open it up, I just open it up, yeah, uh, it's not so easy, <laughs> I thank God I have some fingernails left, right, <laughs> Ah, and now I'm not playing guitar so much anymore, so I still, you know, have long nails. But right. uh, here's the timeline. That's actually for Die Hard on the Digipack, like the CD. There, uh, the bonus tracks and and that nice timeline. Here you can see the first band that was like we, that wow. was and Snake Bite, and uh, and then it goes on. You know, first gigs and. Uh, yeah, Lemmy, that's Castle Donington Monsters of Rock, 1986. And um, and then you see Dio and Ach and all that great stuff. And, you know, all, like, I think the fans will love it. It's a, Absolutely. Now, that so, is a, that's a true collectible. That's for sure. That's really nice. Yes, yes. And it has splattered, splattered and blue and red. But the picture, this, I'm a big record collector. And I okay. So so tons of good stuff and goodies. And I hope the fans will love it. And I know everybody is doing streaming, but I still love, you know, the real thing. And sure. I'm old in that way. <laughs> right. Well, Dora, let's talk about some of the um some of the duets you did. Of course, as as we just played, we played Living After Midnight, and that's one of two songs that you did with the great Rob Halford. And as you mentioned earlier in the interview, he was like your earliest, one of your earliest inspirations. So I'm sure you've known him over the years. I guess my, my obvious question is why did it take so long for you and him to work together? Was it just timing or? It's, that is right. With man, it's hard to answer because we always were friends and stuff. And one time I actually recorded breaking the law, but it mm -hmm. was, Dirk Schneider and uh, yeah and actually last year we met at Hellfest it's a big festival in France and we were talking backstage and Judas Priest was playing and we were playing the same day so we were talking and then I told Rob that I'm just finishing our new album and stuff and then it's always you know it's almost ready to mix and then we looked at each other and I said Rob you know wouldn't it be great? He said, yes, you know, it's about time because I was uh, on tour with Judas Priest in 1986. It was my first big tour and it was awesome. And I mean, I tell you, I was a big fan. Then going together on tour in, in this great 80s where, you know, like stadiums, it was unbelievable. So we were talking and then uh, I said, yeah, album is uh, coming out next year. And uh, he said, wow, you know, would you like to do something? I said, yes, you know, I would love to do a song together. And I was born and raised with this one. That was actually oh, yeah. 
you know, priest album. And um, and I said, Rob, I would love to do Living After Midnight because it's such a feel-good song. You know, people can sing along, you know, feel great. So he said, let's do it. I said, really? Are you sure? He said, yes, let's do it. He said, I have a wish. I have a song I always wanted to do with you. And I said, really? And he said, yes, it's total eclipse of the heart. And I thought, wow, you know, that's a Jim Steinman production. And I said, okay, let's do it. So we did two duets. And I think Living After Midnight is great. But I think Total Eclipse of the Heart came out so great. It's the metal that song and I love it and it's such a big honor and I'm so grateful that Rob you know did two songs with me one would have been enough but two is even better and we're just doing a video I just filmed uh, my part for the video and uh, the video of Rob Helford and myself will come out uh, the day the record will come out 27th of October and the single will come out so you can see the video and we did uh, yeah we're doing five singles before wow. the album out and actually and one song and that's pretty cool it's called lean me rock machine it will be a comic video but it's so involved the artist said he needs two more months to finish it so we said okay then we you know we'll release it when we tour or maybe for christmas but sure. for that and next week there's a nice single coming out and we filmed already a video and i saw the cut i think it looks awesome Looks a little bit similar to Time for Justice, where you can see like a little Mad Max movie. Right. And the song is called Children of the Dawn. And that's one of my favorites. That's the reason why it's the opener of this album. So check it out. Coming out in a few days. And yeah. Absolutely. And, and with with um, Children of the Dawn, um, was that the first song that you wrote or, or was it just the for you the best song that came out or, or how did it come to play? Uh, actually, I wrote it uh, with my bass player and um, and actually it just came out, yeah, I think six months ago and I thought, ooh, I like it. And when I did the sequence for this album, I thought this is the one because it's a nice anthem. It's very epic. I think it has killer melodies and it's very like, you know, it's um, has a little bit different feel. Maybe it reminds me more on like Amona Math, and it's like wow, I think it's powerful. So, so no, actually, it was not the first song, but but it was a song which I I thought definitely this will make this new album. And we wrote about forty songs, or forty five even, and then it was hard to pick, like you know, and I picked. Right favorites but the other songs are pretty cool too so you know every song is kind of special you know like you know but uh but turning of the dawn i think that's yeah definitely can't wait till, till we play it live i think sure over really well dora how do you write i mean you you've done what 20 20 plus albums at this point do you sit down to write a record or do you have so many ideas ideas that are always floating around that you just go back and pick through stuff that you've done over the last year onto your phone or how, how do you write? Actually, um, it sounds really strange, but I write it almost in my sleep before I fall asleep or when I wake up, I think I'm in the best state of mind. And then I get these ideas. Usually it's chorus, melody and lyrics all at the same time. And then wow. when I, when I get all excited, when I feel my heart is pumping, then I think, ooh, this might be, you know, might have some magic. Then I record it immediately on my cell phone. And usually I go to Andreas Brun. He's in Hamburg. 
And uh, I always give them stuff which is really, really important to me. And we are working together since 1996. Yeah, 1996. And uh, he's a great guitar player and he understands what I'm all about. So, so, and then we take it from there and he usually, you know, does everything else around it. But I think the chorus to me, that's the most important thing, the idea. And sometimes, you know, I get ideas. For example, on the last album, I was on the plane and I went to Lemmy's funeral. And then suddenly I had this idea, living life to the fullest for Lemmy. And, you know, I had to sing it on my phone. Everybody said, put down the phone. I said, no, I have to put it <laughs> And, you know, and then I, I sang it on my phone and it was, yeah, chorus lyrics uh, are there. That's the best way. Actually, you could sit down, yeah, write a song, but usually I think... The magical stuff, they come out, you know, out from, you know, out of your heart and soul or, you know, from the universe, wherever. Sitting down sometimes with the band could work, but I rather prefer when the idea is there first. And um, yeah. But sometimes, you know, everybody can put in ideas, the whole band, you know. And Stefan, he did some little demos, our bass player. And Bill Hudson, my guitar player, he did a demo. And then I immediately heard it and I thought yeah it's called fire in the sky and it's kind of like a fast kind of motorheadish sound and you know and, and when the lyrics and the idea flows immediately I think that's that's a good sign that's a good sign but yeah. everything different so you know no rules right definitely well Dora I'll tell you what let's let's um to wrap this uh interview up this year let's um let's talk a little bit about uh, another video that you have out there which is time for justice which you talked a little bit about great video fun very beyond thunderdome max mad max ish um so talk a little bit about time for justice to wrap this interview up Yes, I actually, yeah, uh, we picked it as the first single because the message was so good. And then I called these um, guys, uh, they call Wasteland Warriors. I met him in Wacken, this big, you know, metal festival. And they are like these crazy people. They built their own motorcycles and cars and outfits. And I called him and I said, I would love to do this video together. And then we did it. And it was actually, it's a great, fun song. And yeah, with a deep message. And then we filmed it. And, you know, and when it came out, I thought, yeah, man, that's, that's cool. That's, you know, that, that's good for, you know, for the start of, of a new album and has a new look. And, you know, it's kind of like tough and, yeah, kind of Mad Max. And I was a big fan of the Mad Max movies, especially the last one uh, with uh, Charlize Theron, Fury Road. Oh, sure. I watch it every night. So I <laughs> Do something like this visual and yeah, so if if you guys haven't seen it yet, check it out on YouTube. It's all for free, but I think came out really nice. And and the next video, Children of the Dawn, is again with the same people and with my band. So yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Well let's check it out right now. It is time for justice. It is Doro from the album Conquerous, Forever Strong and Proud, out on October the twenty seventh. And Doro, thanks as always for joining me here on Chris Aker Presents. Yes, Chris, thank you. It was great talking to you. I want to say hi to everybody, to all the metalheads. I love you with all my heart. Stay metal, and I hope I see you on tour. See you very soon. Never run.